0: Well, I'm glad you're with me today. I want to do kind of a special version of First Thoughts. We're, we're trying to learn together, how do I have my mind rooted in one thought that can keep me connected with God and with life? And the thought for today is from the Apostle Paul. It's very simple. Overcome evil with good. And I want to talk, we need to talk about evil today. We need to talk about it in our world. As I record this, today there has been another mass shooting in our country, San Jose, place quite near to where I and lots of us probably fly out of periodically San Jose Airport. uh, A horrific, uh, indescribable situation where, uh, as of this moment, nine people are known to be dead. And the agonizing questions and the suffering and the bereavement now for families who, last night when they went to bed, had somebody that they love and today they don't. And the um, anguish that goes with that in our world. All the questions: What are the actions that needed to be that need to be taken? And and along with that, this is a moment when anti-Semitism is on the rise in our country. Uh, this week, our uh, our country has looked at the one-year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd, and the pol- continued political polarization of our country, our inability to come together just around simple decency and humanity. And so the issue of evil is really important, and that's why I want the thought for today to be, this is from the Apostle Paul when he was writing to the church at Rome, don't be overcome by evil, overcome evil with good. This is an issue of spiritual reality. There are many issues around uh, systems and politics and legislation that are very important, but at its core, evil is a human and a spiritual reality. And I want to read, this will take a moment, but it's well worth hearing a little section from Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard as he's been talking about um, the ruined soul, what happens in a soul when our thoughts and desires and intentions and habits and relationships become oriented away from God and away from the good. And very often, part of what happens is uh, people who speak about good and evil often do it in a way that is very... Unnuanced nuanced and superficial and lacking in psychological sophistication. But, very often, the social sciences that have a lot more layered understanding of humanity are unable to talk about the reality of evil. And this is what Dallas mentions here. When the flood tides of evil break across the television screen or wash across the pages of print media in what is now called news, people roll their eyes helplessly and say why. They never ask why when something good happens, but they would if they ever faced up to the reality of the human of the ruined soul. However, they simply cannot deal with the actual content of the heart, mind, body, social context, and soul in intellectual circles, and don't we all live there now? Evil, like sin, is a non-category. It is impolite and politically incorrect to speak seriously of it even if it involves flying airliners loaded with innocent victims into skyscrapers. Some years ago, a leading media personality had a high-level conference in Aspen, Colorado, on the topic of evil. Parenthetically, shouldn't that meeting have been held elsewhere, South Los Angeles or Soweto? The outcome was that one or two participants out of a large group thought there was such a thing as evil, but most were either noncommittal, Uh, or certain that evil does not exist. And then he goes on to say, We should be very sure that the ruined soul is not one who has missed a few more or less important theological points and will flunk a theological exam at the end of life. Hell is not an oops or a slip. One does not miss heaven by a hair, but by a constant effort to avoid and escape God. Outer darkness is for one who everything said wants it whose entire orientation has slowly and firmly set itself against God, and therefore against how the universe actually is. Evil is profoundly dark, and there's a mystery to its power, but it really is quite simple. To love someone is to will the good for them, to will for them to flourish as God intends for them to flourish. And it moves towards generosity of spirit and joy and grace, Evil is to will the bad. Evil is to will the harm. And when something horrific happens, when a murder happens, like what's happened today, people will often speak about it as senseless, these senseless killings. You hear that adjective over and over. Why do we say that? And it's because they're not only unjust or not right or not fair, They don't do any good. They cut against the grain of the way that things are supposed to be. But I will tell you who every killing makes sense to, and that is the one who did the killing. Uh, Sometimes uh, killing is inappropriately uh, associated with mental or emotional illness. The vast majority of people who suffer from mental or emotional illness are not murderers. What happens to the one who gets ready to do evil is certain thoughts get entertained and other thoughts get avoided. And uh, if I'm going to do evil, I will rehearse in my mind over and over and over again what a victim I have been of injustice, and how unfairly I have been treated, and how I am entitled to take revenge in whatever form that I want to take it, and that I will avoid thinking about the other person that I'm going to harm as a real human being, the son or daughter or brother or sister, or father or mother of somebody else, I will think of them just as the hurt that they have inflicted me, and therefore they somehow deserve this. Therefore the world somehow needs to see how badly I have been mistreated. Every murder, every killing is senseless, except to the one who inflicts it. That's evil. It happens in the mind, and it gets into the emotions, and into the intentions, and into our bodies, into our habits. Who is subject to it? who is vulnerable to it, and this is really important, I am, and you are. Too often in the church, one of the ways that we uh, miscommunicate about evil is we divide the world up into two categories, those bad evil people out there and us good people in here. I was reading online today, somebody talking about, uh, you know, the the prophet said the human heart is uh, desperately deceitful and wicked above all things. And it is above all things. What else is in that category? But somebody was asking the question, uh, you know, is that true of Christians who have a regenerate heart? And this teacher was saying, Well, no, you know, we have a regenerate heart and there and, and and the implication of those teachings, although there is a certain point to be made, but the implication is there's bad people out there with unregenerate hearts and they're evil, and then there's good people like me. But as the Russian thinker association wrote years ago. The line between good and evil runs inside every human heart, within every human heart. Separates good from evil within me and within you. And therefore, we are in solidarity with the entire human race. And ultimately, there is only one final answer for evil. Our world can say little about it, except we need more education or we need systemic change And, of course, education is very important, and systems are very important. But what education should we choose? What system has been found that can prevent evil? And they need to be worked on, and they need to be addressed very deeply, including very deeply by people who are followers of Jesus. But T.S. Eliot wrote, The great illusion in life is that there is a system so perfect somewhere that I will not have to be good. And so the word comes for today. Do not be overcome by evil. Now, it's a danger for me and for you, and evil comes my way. It comes from a fallen, broken world in which suffering comes for a variety of reasons, and it comes from other people, from other moral agents, and it comes from the evil one. Don't be overcome by it means don't think that the way that I will overcome evil is by more evil. I will take my revenge. I will get back at you. I will brood, and I will think about it, and I will find a way to inflict as much pain on you as you did on me. And then we end up with the world that we end up with. And the only solution is overcome evil with good. And I can work on that today. I can pray towards that today. I can try to be involved in bringing help and being involved with education or politics or legislation or so that might make a difference in our world. I can do that by praying for the people who have been hurt, by contributing to their families. I can do that in my ordinary life, when something difficult or bad happens, by asking, how would good respond to this? And supremely by coming to the cross, where a senseless killing lies at the heart of our world. And the one who was killed on that cross said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And he was overcoming evil with good. Love to will the good, overcoming hate to will the bad. And I stand with him. And we seek to stand with him. And that's our word for today. Oh, God, help our world. Help those grieving families in San Jose. Help people who are victims of evil everywhere. Help us to stand by the man on the cross and overcome evil with good. Love you. Blessings on you. Be a blessing today. And I'll I'll talk to you soon.